mana engare o hemihitene kia koutou katoa, koutou i huri mai ki tēnei o ngā kaupapa, hei whakakoi i o koutou hinengaro. I'm Justine Murray. Tāniko Nordstrom's artistic flair can be attributed to her mum. In fact, it was her mum's paintings, drawings and wall hangings that planted the seed for what would become her business. In an average-sized downstairs garage, Tāniko and her sister-in-law, Vienna Nordstrom, fuss over their next client who is in for a portrait sitting. There's hair and makeup to be done, figuring out what to wear, and if their client will wear stenciled kirituhi, or non-traditional tāmoko, upon their face. Soldiers rode portraits as their business. Fano, children, couples and young babies have visited the humble studio over the past four years since the business has been operating. The girls take vintage portraits with colonial time influences in the styling. However, what makes this business different? Well, I visited Soldiers Road Portraits in Papamoa to find out. I'm Vienna Nordstrom, I'm um, Ngāti Purau and Samoan, and I was born and raised in Auckland and now residing in the beautiful Bay of Plenty. Well, my name is Tāniko Nordstrom, I'm Ngāti Hine and Ngāti Kahungu Ki Wairua, um, raised and, born and raised in Cambridge, um, so I also have links also to Tainui as well because a lot of the kaupapa and tikanga that I learnt growing up as a child was obviously Tainui, um, but yeah, I'm now living in Papamoa um, and loving it and yeah. My mother has always been artistic, however she had seven children so she had to feed us, thus she had to get a normal nine to five job, but um, throughout my life she always had side artistic um, outlets happening and going on um, and she used to paint a lot and she used to paint Native American chiefs, Plenty Coup and Medicine Crow, big wall hangings and they were like um, big pieces in our house. So the, the concept of having a big stranger's face as artwork was really normal to me. I grew up in a house full of them. Um, and she was always adding and, and changing um, wall hangings and stuff like that. So uh, I guess that, in essence, Soldiers Road for me, um, might be a bit different for Vienna, but Soldiers Road for me started as a child back then um, with those kind of concepts being uh, encouraged and, yeah, and, and indigenous, yeah. indigenous concepts being encouraged. Um, and, yeah, and then I went to New York to the Smithsonian Museum um, when I was 24, and saw the original, the original portraits of these chiefs that my mum had painted, the pretty much like the, yeah, the original versions of them, and um, got goosebumps seeing them because of the like, the likeness between them and Maori, between yeah, between us as Maori people, and and obviously with these chiefs. And um, why did mum draw all those images? In I know. The first place? Well, she's very. If you meet, she's very wahine tour. She's also always encouraged. Um, indigenous kind of, she's pro-indigenous, put it that way. So she sent me down to walk in the hikoi and, and all things, you know, things like that. So if there's anything, I guess she's like a activist in, in ways. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so she'd always painted when she went to university in the seventies with my dad in Wellington, um, for money, she would paint wall hangings and sell them in Courtney Place. So she always did stuff like that. And she repainted these portraits and hung them in our home to remind herself of her struggle as a student, to remind herself of, uh, of I guess, where 
when times are tough. Do you want to share mum's name? Uh, her name's Raywin, Raywin Nordstrom. Um, she's actually a tipuni. Her maiden name is a tipuni, and she's Nati Hine. She's my link. She's very, um, yeah, she's very wahine tua, and, and um, I, I guess my, I feel like all my creative juices come from her, from my mother. On social media, their striking images seem to have built up a steady customer base. Every month, the girls allocate one Saturday afternoon for public sittings. Now that's when anyone can go in and pay for their portrait at a fraction of what other commercial photographers charge. The pair bring their own different skill set to the business. So right now I'm at the Whare of Vienna and uh, Taniko uh, Nordstrom and there's a um, session um, with a young lady called Amber who's just returned from the North Pole. Uh, she's a travel blogger and so they're about to get into their session of um, creating a soldier's road portrait and we do have images radionz.co.nz forward slash tiahika. I'm Amber Harris. I am um, basically grew up here in Mount Monganui. I was born in Huntley. My mother is Tainui. She's from Narawahia. And um, my father is New Zealand-born Scottish. And yeah. your dad's Scottish? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Scottish, cool. New Zealand, so... Yeah. Cool. So and the tartan Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. we have lots of... Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, we have... And we actually introduced the tartan um, to represent the blankets. Yeah. That our tupuna... I mean, we, we like to incorporate the tartan and stuff because... Um, back in the back in the days when a lot of the old pictures of our tupuna mm-hmm. were taken, they were wearing those blankets, and, yeah. and uh, I guess we like to bring them back into our portrait to, to symbolise the struggle yeah. of that time. You know, the people are like, "Why have you got colonial clothes? You should just have Maori." And it's like, "No, no, no." Yeah. Our tupuna went through a major struggle when those photos were taken of them wearing that tartan and those colonial yeah. clothes, and we want to bring that wider back here yeah. now into our people who are strong. Uh, you know, into our yeah to make to add to it, I suppose, add to the mana. Um, but thanks so much for coming. No worries. I've been with you guys for a long time. Oh, yes. I, and, yeah. I remember I was like, V, somebody just invited us to Iceland. She was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, please. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, I'm cool. so excited Amazing. to be here because I've got like a month off. So I was like, cool. coming home and I was Yay. like, I have to do it when I'm back. So, Yay. Yeah. And what are the chances that we're based in Papua Moa? Yeah. We just got back yeah. from Papua Moa. Yeah, I know. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess I've always been creative and uh, enjoyed artistic things, so it's nice to be able to have a business that um, gives me a creative outlet. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So, paint, are we talking painting, drawing? Um, always, mostly, always been photography. I've always loved photography. I guess once I started having kids, I was getting into crafts as you do. Um, <laughs> like scrapbooking. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, yes. Yes. Stuff like that. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, my, but I've always had a passion for photography, and uh, I never thought that I'd do portrait photography. So um, when this business started, it was um, a change from what I thought that I'd be doing, um, but something that I grew to love. And now I can't imagine doing anything else. So, so Tarniko, where did how did Soldiers Road? Um Start. It certainly sounds like it's a business that's just gone from this yeah. this way. The trajectory is so. It started like um, the the concept or the idea of photographing. After I saw those portraits in New York, I thought, man, they reminded me of portraits that I'd already seen of Maori. So it wasn't like 
we as Māori had never done these kind of things and I got the idea. No, no way. We had already done those, these sort of portraits, but we had stopped. Somewhere down the line, I thought about, you know, the wall of your tūpuna that you have at a marae. And if you look at right at the top, there's these really dignified kind of portraits of them looking away. or um, But they're beautiful because you see them in essence. The beauty about portraits is it's a true portrayal of the subject or the person in the portrait. And then kind of as you come down and you get closer towards the 70s and 80s, they're they're just photos, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, like people hanging out. And, um, yeah, I guess I come back from New York thinking, oh, man, we should we should take photos of us as Māori again like that. Like when did we ever stop taking photos of ourselves in that kind of dignified manner? Um, but, you know, it's just a thought. You don't really think <laughs> – most people have lots of thoughts and yeah, you don't yeah. think anything past it. Um, got my mum, the, the creative one, to whip up a couple of – um, can you know, quarter wise and and um, just grab, but even then, we still hadn't didn't put those in the shed. Then, um, was down at the Salvation Army and saw this really cool duvet cover that, like, from far away with kind of blurry eyes, looked exactly like a wallpaper. Grab that for 50 cents, chuck that in the shed. So it was like a so you were f- envisioning or have you coming up with this concept of what it would look, what, what kind of, like? kind of like slowly without realizing it though. You know, like I didn't think I'm gonna come back from New York and I'm gonna start a portrait business and I'm gonna and I need to get all yeah, it kind of like happened just without me thinking. And I thought, oh man, that'd be cool. I'll grab that. Um, got some moko stencils designed for it, made for us, um, grab those. And then, yeah, and so it kind of, it took about a year to get all the stuff. Um, and then by then I thought, oh, look, we'll give it a go. So we were in the shed at my mum's house and we just kind of threw the duvet cover over the beam in her rugged ass shed. And I just put on like a tablecloth skirting and a pupu draped over it and took my hair out, chucked some feathers in and drew a muku on and then took a photo in front of that duvet. And then I had a look and I, and I thought, man, that looks cool. Um, the clash of the kind of English-looking backdrop mm. looks like English wallpaper, but with me as a Maori in front of it, yeah, um, was symbolic for me. And I thought, man, that looks cool. But even then, you do things artistic. Um, so you're having a little tutu. Yeah, I was having a tutu. Exactly. I had a, that's exactly what I did. I had a tutu. I was having a tutu around which, with my mum, which helped because she's super tutu as well, and really, and she's artistic as well. Um, she yeah she was really artistic so we had a tutu and I thought yeah that looks really cool didn't do anything about it you know like I'm sure artists will relate when you do something and you think it looks cool you don't necessarily think everyone's gonna think it looks cool you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um so I, a couple of months later I thought I'd chuck those pics up on Facebook um and did that and then boom that's when heaps of my just my my friends on my page yeah, yeah. were like man this is mean where did you get this done this is so cool how much did it cost and I thought Hmm. Well, free because it's all in my shed. You know, like <laughs> everything is literally in my shed. So that's when kind of the the idea of being able to do these portraits for other people um, happened. And then, but we couldn't be taking photos on my iPad and just filtering yeah, them with yeah, my filters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's when I I hit up V and I said, Hey V, look, I got this. I I did this idea. What do you think? And because I I've always known we went to high school together, so she was always kind of alternative RTA and photography and she yeah so I thought man if I wonder what she'd think about it um and 
yeah, and she liked it. She was like, hey, that looks really cool. I'm like, I'm glad you like it. I need you. <laughs> I'm glad you think so because I need you to bring your skills. You yeah, that. yeah. Lucky you should say that because I need your skills and your um, photography and your camera, your flash camera, um, to come down to Carfield with me tomorrow. I literally rang her the day before. And, this was uh, when mum had the stall. Yeah, yeah. so mum had, 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 had a stall at Kafia Kai Fest for like three years. And up until then, it was my mum's push that kind of encouraged me to take it from my garage to a public forum. Q Soldiers Road, their vintage portrait business. Today there is a sitting with travel blogger Amber Harris from Waikato Tainui. Alright, so you already have an idea of what you like. Yeah. Did you want to do the Māori with just the tarts and kōrawai, or did you want to do a blend of colonial? Was it with the green? Yeah, um, she's this one. You like this one? Yeah, I love this. Okay, cool. Because I think that's got so much going on. Yeah, well. yeah, she's actually a, um, a singer in Australia. Yeah. Right? We didn't even know that no. when we met her. <laughs> we probably should have fucked her for knowing a tongue a little bit further with her. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we, I can definitely do cool. all of that. And you're yeah. um, happy to wear kitty to you? Yep. Cool. It's just something we ask everyone. We don't. We don't just want to to plonk it on you, but yeah. um, we encourage it for the overall image. Yeah. Obviously. And I have a talent as well. Oh, cool. We can use that. Yeah. All right. All right. Yay. So we've, we've come up with these kind of contemporary kōrowai, as you can see, um, and our, our feathers. So my mother makes everything, and then these feathers get attached. And that way we can travel with them. Because travel, and not only that, travelling with all feather kōrowais would be a nightmare because I, for one, would hate to see people just throwing them on the ground like we do sometimes at booking. So these kind of less important fabric type yeah, ones, yeah. blanket type ones, yes, aren't, yes. Um, yeah, aren't as, I suppose, I don't really mind if they're a bit thrashed, say thrashed, but they're really easy to travel with. The kōrowai breaks down and we don't get a nightmare in customs. In fact, We've been having a good go at customs lately, eh? No one's about that. So you yeah. have to declare... We declare everything. Yeah. But we declare everything. We just say... Um, I mean, when we went through to New York, we wrote pew-pew. You know, like, <laughs> what things are you bringing in pew-pew? And the guy's just like, yeah, just go on in, you know? So, yeah, no, we've been really lucky. And Aussies, I think, I feel like the Aussie customs people know us now. And they're like, you guys, sweet. How, yeah. many, how often do you go to Australia? We go to Australia often. Have we been to Australia already? Yeah, already been this year. But all up, we would have been to Australia about 10 or 12 times. Yeah, in the last two years. And some of them, you know, at least four of those trips, or four of those trips have been for two weeks plus. Um, and then some are just for the weekend, like a couple of days over the weekend, or Perth for the week. We find those that's really important because... Uh, a lot of our, our people live there. Oh, yeah. And even though I was ignorant, and this is one of the biggest lessons I've learned in Soldiers Road, was my ignorance towards Māori that have lived in Australia and how, oh, they must still be like me because they're only a three-hour flight away, you know. It's not like they live in London or anything. Um, <laughs> and it's not true. You know, when you're, when you're Māori, and, and you would, you know, she would know, when you're Māori and you're living... And breathing in a, in a land that is not Aotearoa, there is a struggle, man. You've got to like, be conscious about your culture, you know? You've got to be so conscious about re being your culture. And I went to Australia our first trip, and I came back, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I feel like we literally came up with this concept for, for Māoris that live in Australia because a lot of them was reconnecting them with their roots. I mean, we were talking about second-generation Māori, so their parents were born there, and then they were born there. You know, so there's but a bit of a disconnect. There is a huge disconnect. And I think sometimes as Māori back here, we're so like 
ignorant to it, ignorant to that disconnect. But really, there's a huge struggle, and um, and I was so happy that we were able to that we're able to go to Australia. Even still now, we did uh, and do these amazing shots. And a lot of the times, you find that it's the grandparents that are crying during the session or when you're doing their oh their moko and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, because they they've you know they've worn pew pew and they've they've done that stuff but. It's different there. They don't have kapahaka in school. You don't get your eyeliner, vivid moko, and your pupu for the day and get to run around like we do at schools back here. Yeah. I remember that when I was growing up. Um, the Australian thing has been a huge lesson in, um, I guess, not taking your culture in Aotearoa as a Māori for granted. You know, it's funny. People would come to session and they look Māori as, you know, and so you just assume, you judge, you judge a book by a cover and think, oh, this... This person, this person's probably going to start mihiing, and then all of a sudden, no, I've never, you know, I've only been back home once, and you're just like, what the heck? They look just like me, but they don't sound like me, and and then that's when you, that's when I kind of my yeah big lesson that I learned. Look, don't do that. Be open wow. and open and ready for all sorts of Māori that are going to walk through that door. It has been really interesting. The impressive backdrop was found at a Salvation Army in Cambridge. There are large portraits on display as evidence of their work. Many are recognisable for their own work in Te Ao Māori. Tāmoko exponent Mark Kōpua and his partner, Dr Diana Rangihuna, posed for a sitting, as did Ngāti Maniapoto consultant Shane Teruki. He was one of the first people that came and got mm. He was just dressed really? like this, and then we just put the pupu over. <laughs> I think he wants to get out there, Yeah, he does. Also, I've got pictures here, and there's even one big whānau. So you're just doing the makeup at the moment, Tarnikul? Yeah, just doing some, just some light. We don't really need to do much makeup um, on lovely Amber. <laughs> and especially for the style, I like to keep it as natural as possible yeah. because we want it to be a. Um, although, you know, if people come with a full face of makeup, even better because that's who they are. You just want them to, it to be like a portrayal of the person that's sitting. The oh, so subject. you wouldn't wipe makeup off, for no, example? No, never. Mm. Never would wipe, wipe makeup off. If they're comfortable oh, yeah. with their full face of makeup, then we're absolutely more happy for them to sit like that. It's just all up to the person. Whereas Amber already expressed, do you do makeup? And like, I can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely up to you. I wouldn't ever go and start doing makeup on someone who hadn't asked. Because maybe they're more comfortable without it, you know, nice, and nice. and and it's just it's more about the portrayal of the person or the subject in the in the photo that's important. Yeah. In only four years, both Tanikor and Vienna's life has changed somewhat dramatically. They've travelled a dozen times to Australia in the past few years and to Hawaii, where Tanikor met up with a few of her long lost relations. Yeah, we did whakawhanaunga tanga with them, and I said, I'm Ngāti Hene and Ngāti Kāhungu Kiwairo. Vienna said her ones, and then, and then they said back to me, oh yeah, we're, we're that one too. <laughs> and I was like, what one? What? And like, oh, we're Ngāti Hene. So her grandfather and my grandmother are first cousins. What? I know. Whoa. Yeah, and I was just like, this is why we do it, because all of a sudden, hey, cousy! <laughs> and they were, they raised, uh, you know, they were, they were um, kind of, born and raised in America, yeah. so they're, they're Americanised Māori, um, and I think that being able to meet me and stuff, they felt, yeah, they felt, oh, a choice, so we're, you're related to them, I'm like, yeah, I'm your cousin, literally your cousin, really closely your cousin, um, and I'm really close with my grandmother, so when they said, I said, oh, what's your last name? They said, oh, Pehupa, I said, Pehupa, that's my grandmother's last name, oh, who's your grandmother? 
Sophie, who, you know, da da da. Oh, I got to talking. And because I guess um, we naturally fuck up much easier because the names and the words we hear all the time being here in, yeah. in Aotearoa. And so I got them to tell me who their grandfather was, and then I was able to show them the link between their grandfather and my grandmother. Small world, eh? Small world, all so right. right. You literally are the case. We met these surfers at um, Sunset Beach, and. Um, there was me and V and we went and we brought another one of my friends, Naru, who who's a fluent you know, Te Reo speaker. And anyway, we were talking with them at the beach and they were like, Oh, so where are you guys from? And without hesitating, I said, Oh, I'm not maybe it's because I do it so much yeah, so yeah. I just wrote, Oh, I'm not Tahine and Nati Kawaro And they just looked at me like, What the heck? And then and then Naru, oh I am Tainami Natipuro. They were like, what does that mean? And I'm like, Oh then I was able to explain to them how we as Māori, you know, when you yeah. get asked where you're from, that's how we say it. And they were in awe. So they yeah. videoed us saying it again. They're that's like, would so cool. you be able to repeat that? We could video it. Um, we ended up going to a barbecue, as you do when you're Māori. <laughs> oh, we're having a barbecue. Oh, yeah, we'll come. <laughs> um, we ended up going to a barbecue with them. And we, by the time we got there, there was like 50-odd people at this barbecue that already told about it, yeah, told yeah. us. They wanted to meet you guys. Wanted to meet us as Māori as well. And, I mean, they were the ahua. I mean, they might not. I mean, nah, they even look like us. But the ahua that you feel there, very Māori, yeah. you know. And um, and I guess they, we, it was really cool to be able to show them a little bit of how we are. And in true essence, us as Māori are really strong mm. in terms of the way we identify mm. as still being Māori, yeah. that we can fuck a papa back, that we can, um, yeah, that we know a lot about our culture. It's been a bit of a whirlwind on social media. Their Facebook page has under 19,000 likes. But it was in Kafia that people first got a glimpse of their vintage portraits. And I mean Kafia, you know, way to check you in the deep end, huh? If, Ma- <laughs> if Māoris aren't going to like, you know, people are going to either like or not like. Um, yeah, and so that's when it kind of, that's where the, the idea of Soldiers Road started. Um, it was a gradual thing. It was, I guess, concepts that had been introduced to me as a child, um, even the way that I'd grown up um, in a pro-Indigenous, pro-Māori environment um, had added to my, yeah, my conviction about wanting to do, express myself as a Māori. And then, man, <laughs> that was funny though, Kafia Kaifes, because we were like in the deep end, like it was yeah, it was pretty. I'd like to to say um, rustic. Our first, our first stall experience. <laughs> so you'd, you'd would you set up a backdrop there? People would sit, and then you'd yeah, take so photos. Yeah, we, so we set up a backdrop there. We masking taped this duvet cover to the side of these gazebo poles that I, a gazebo that I'd borrowed off my um, off my brother, and um, <laughs> and yeah, and then we just. Well, we had the stool and we like hung all the costumes over the side of the gazebo. But who was our first customer? Did I have to dress up first? I don't think so. I think we had people interested from the get. Yeah, we'd done a couple of mock mock kind of sitches with like me and one of my other sister in laws, um, who's a beautiful Māori from Rotorua as well. So we had a couple of posters made, like we'd already while we were tutuing, yeah. and um, and then that's when people kind of stopped and stopped in and. Um, yeah, I mean, it was exciting. We honestly thought we'd do about five portraits at Kafia Kai Fest, but we did 40, yes. and we didn't get to eat at Kafia oh, Kai Fest. Oh, see? I was like, I'm, <laughs> to this day, I'm still so gutted, because now, now Kafia Kai Fest, we can't go to, because we're working. Those are like, February's like a really busy month for us. It's normally the weekend before Waitangi Day, and I was like, I can't believe we went to Kafia Kai Fest and didn't eat anything. <laughs> 
So, you know, you know, when you, through your lens, what do you look for when you're taking a portrait? Um, I try and envision the, fi- the final product mm. and um, I just try and try and get them sitting up straight and kind of that dignified look um, that you see in, in actual portraits like that. So um, just, just framing it up well and getting the right angle. Do some so people bring in look... pictures of their tupuna? Yeah, yeah. Often we've had people come, and even um, at Matatini we had oh, a, yeah. a woman come, and she had her tupuna had a oh. mokul that was under the eyes. It was like Aztec looking, but it was under the eyes here and just in the in between the brow. Uh, yeah, like here, here. Picture was a woman. Yeah, yeah her, so her, her tupuna. Her yeah, like from here. And, here. and oh, just in okay. the middle, yeah, it was amazing. We, yeah. But we've often had people come um, that bring bring photos of their tupuna, and even and even if they don't bring them, and they see their finished portrait, that and people say, "Oh, I look like my grandmother. I look like my great grandmother." So that's that's the thing that we kind of go for. Like, we want you to see your tupuna in your portrait. That's mm. our whole idea uh, yeah. of of having these vintage star portraits. Yeah. yeah, often, like we're not. I mean, they're dressing in our kākahu and they're having our our um, uko stencils, but even just what they see is what they know of their ancestors. Yeah, they're waidu as well. So we have Amber here. What do you what would happen today in this session this morning? Cool. So um, with Amber, we'll go through um, our lookbook. We've got a lookbook of um, different. Um, Kind Almost of. like when you get a thumb yeah. when they have, you know, yeah. what, what, like a design. Yeah, or... so with, for women especially, there's a few different looks it's that we can do. A more colonial look, which is actually what the old portraits were like because they were dressed in colonial clothes. So colonial clothes. look is, is, is a mix, English um, Yeah, mostly and... European, like, um, and then obviously we would have the, the kirituhi, but, and then we have more of a traditional Māori, and then there's a blend of the two. So um just depends on what people are after, um, what kind of look they want, and then um, we go from there. We encourage people of all cultures. Um, we've realised, and, and yeah, I've realised that as a Māori, um, you have to share your culture with other cultures because you can't be angry at ignorance if you're not giving people the un- opportunity to understand you. So when people are like, oh, you, you're, you know, should you really be doing that on someone that is non-Māori? Well, firstly, we use kiritohi or waitohi. Some people know waitohi. Kiritohi is yeah. tamoko without. What's well, not tamoko? It's without whakapapa. Exactly. Yep. And uh, and waitohi is the same as kiritohi, but you're able to wash it off. Um, and so we use kiritohi, so there is no whakapapa behind our mokos. Um And we've found that it's a... Um, yeah, people have sometimes said, oh, you know, should you really be doing that on non-Māori? Yeah. Um, and I guess through It's a valid question. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's actually what I was most feared. I scared yeah, the most yeah. as, as when I thought up the con- – when yep. I considered the concept was, oh, man, because I'm Māori. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I'm Māori too. I'm proud to be Māori, and I don't want to offend my own people. Um, and I was super nervous about – taking the concept to the masses and it was like, oh man, I wonder what they're going to think about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it was, but then I guess I decided to, to push through with it um, because I felt that the finished product of our portraits was where the purpose lied. You know, if you, if you thought too deeply into, oh, she's wearing that and she's not Māori or, and things like that, um, you're getting off track on what the whole purpose of it is. Yeah. We encouraged, um, 
through these, through doing our portraits, we found our voice as as artists and as Maori. I'd have to say that when we first started, I mean, the way that we are now, we're so much more confident in our in our kopapa and our and the te- soldiers' road tikanga and and things that we as Maori artists feel. Um, than we were when we first started. You know, we were. We've had a lot of great support as well. Exactly, we've had a lot of great supporters. Uh, you know, Maori in the academic realm as well. Um, so that's yeah, we've we built our confidence up. But um, yeah, we've had we encourage people of all cultures to come and experience this, um, or come and. Come and give it a go because we're able to – we whakawhanaungatanga at the start of every session. Um, that's a really important thing because it's your way of sharing our culture. As Māori, we whakawhanaungatanga, and that's something that's really um, – that's a very Māori thing to do. And not all cultures do that. So we like to, to start our session with that because that's a direct way of sharing the culture, bam, you know. And, and then they're able to feel – and not only that, that's how you make connections. That's how you make um, – that's how it, we do it as Māori. That's how you make connections. You break barriers and walls down straight away when you tell people who you are and you ask them who they are. And, mm. and, and I'm also able to educate people then on the difference between kiritohi and moko because there is a huge difference. Yeah. And I'm able to, through the session, as I address them and, and apply the moko, we're able to say, look, this is kiritohi, kiritohi is this, this is not tāmoko. There's tikanga and kaupapa behind tāmoko that is very sacred. Mm. And so we're able to educate people. And some people don't know the difference. So, um, yeah, yeah, I guess it's – it's uh, Artistic outlet as much as it is an educational um, thing as well. (laughs) Amber sits with the backdrop behind her. Every portrait is different. Before any shots are taken, Taniko talks to Amber. This period is all about that whakawhanaungatanga, getting to know that person. They do her makeup, her hair, and discuss what clothing Amber would prefer to wear. In this case, she's brought along one of her own taonga, in the form of a necklace. I feel like this process would be really empowering for them, and they're able to see themselves in their own actual identity, because they're Māori, but see it in a positive, dignified manner. I'll show you what you look like. So we've got pupu. Yeah, we do actually. So yeah, feathers, got, uh, galore. <laughs> feathers, got, and then we've got little. Even some ones. This design of this backdrop is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> and it was just sitting in a pile of duvet oh. covers at Salvation Army in Cambridge. I know. We have one day a month where we have what we call an open studio day. Oh yeah. And um, we don't have private bookings on that day, it's the kind of day where we, um, it's kind of for people that can't afford, because a lot of portrait places you pay a sitting fee and that's what you pay and then you pay, you know, like there's mm-hmm. a lot of cost involved and because we work with Māori we wanted to keep We're it affordable, it. yeah, mm-hmm. so we have what we call open studio days um, once a month where people can just come and just pay the cost of their portraits rather than paying all these different so that tends to be obviously the busy day when people can come in and sit. And um, we've also been encouraged to up our prices, and you know, maybe who knows? Maybe one day we will. But at the moment, our we just really want Maori, Maori people across the spectrum to be able to come and get portraits. It's really important, I guess. Um, obviously, we encourage everyone of all cultures to come, but it's it's our Maori families that re-energise our passion and commitment to the culture. And without them, <laughs> without Māori people coming to get portraits, yeah, I, I see no no point in doing it. We figured yeah. 
that we do our prices so that if there was somebody that was on the unemployment benefit that they could save 20 bucks for a month a week you know 20 bucks every week for a month and be able or 10 bucks and be able to come and get a portrait in a couple of months not saving for a flipping years to come and that's why we have those open studio days and we love them and we get families come and say this is the first family portrait we've ever had. we've get that all the time this is the really? first family portrait we've ever had because portrait prices are so uh, so overpriced you pay by the end of it, by the time you get your, and not only that, they own the rights to it and they print the photos, mm -hmm. so they send you all, you know, these photos. It's like you're two thousand dollars down the track, mm -hmm. um, and we all know in the world that we live in now, that's just not feasible. Yeah. Hey Vienna, where do you get, where do you get your clothes? Um, a lot of them are made by my mother-in-law, so our kurawai. Um, yeah, a lot of our a lot of our costumes yeah. are made course, by yeah. my mother-in-law, who's um, very talented. Um, she inspired, gets inspiration from looking at books. Yeah, I guess so. She just has all these ideas in her mind, and she just has the ability to just do them. Um, so sometimes, like um, the ones in a couple of pictures, that's are, you. Yeah. So those those dresses were actually um, hired from a theatre because they're the actual full hoop skirts. Um, I think there's one of us standing up somewhere, but um, yeah, that's you can see the whole um, dress. Yeah, so these were just hired from a theatre, um, and then a lot of our kind of colonial clothes are sourced from op shops or garage sales. Yeah, oh, so yeah. It can kind of. God, <laughs> she was like channeling the piano. Like she lives <laughs> in a castle in England. She's very Victorian. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She is I totally got into character for that. <laughs> right. I was channeling kind of. I wanted that really, that really Victorian look, God. like Downton Abbey, but but as if, as if Downton Abbey people wore kitty toy. Up until now, we don't reserve any rights to the images. I was going to ask you, because yeah. because and and people have said that is the you guys are stupid businesswomen. Why would you do that? You know, as as a portrait business, you know, and that's true. Most photography places will hold all rights yeah. to the images, but up until this point, we feel that as Maori, that indigenous injustice through photography has already happened to our tupuna. That a lot of those goldy, you know, those portraits. I mean. I might just be speaking out here, but I, I don't know how much of those royalties got back to that whānau. So um, we like to give the rights of those images to the people. We consider it like a taonga, and this is our koha, this part. We, we create this, mm. and then as soon as you receive it, that taonga is in yours. You would never give someone a taonga, oh, but we'll have half of it back, please. You know, like that doesn't happen. So... Um, yeah, we've had so many people like you guys idiots. But and maybe we hate, maybe we are. But um, at the end of the day, I as a Māori leave work feeling good about what I'm doing. Yep. Um, and you know what we've found? That because of our attitude, that especially that exact attitude of them owning their own rights and that as Māori we should be owning, you know, like things like that. We have people and we might say, oh, look, can I use your image for a poster? Man, everyone is always, yep, you guys can do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. So it almost works in counter-reverse, you know. Wow. We end up gaining just as much as you would ha holding the rights, but through permission because cool. of our stance on um, empowering Māori. Yeah, just enough injustice has already happened to us as a people. We need to, and by and we're empowering each other. You know, why would I want to take any mana away from you by using your image without you knowing? Telling someone what they are and then them seeing it are different. You know, especially the way the world is now with social media. They it's all about images, and so being able to create a an image where they're able to connect with their identity, and identity is a huge, 
a huge part of it um, because your identity is so important. I've only realised that in my late 20s, you know. Identity, it wasn't that important to me before. I wasn't aware of it. And now in my late 20s, I'm like, man, it's all that's important. It's what grounds you and it's what makes you be the person you want to be. And your, your other jobs have included, um, you were a soft mum in your yeah, early 20s. I was a caregiver. <laughs> I was a caregiver um, for a really high and complex needs, uh, SIFS girl. She was 15. Um, I have been a, worked at a careers place at Fraser High School. I was a flight attendant, international flight attendant for Air New Zealand. Um, you name it, I've done it, man. <laughs> but um, How does this mahi compare to yeah, that? Yeah, I love this mahi is empowering for me. Because, it's my favourite, obviously, because one, I'm my own boss, so um, I'm able to take my do my own direction, and it's all self-motivated. But this mahi means more to, the most to me because of the empowering and... Um, the, because of the Māori aspect behind it, because I feel that um, it encompasses all the things that I'm good at, which is um, empowering and helping people feel proud of themselves and also encouraging that Māori culture side of it, um, which, and dressing up, I mean, that's all I like doing. It's the three <laughs> things I'm good at, meeting Māori people, dressing up, and uh, yeah, and, and playing dress up, so... And also, obviously, the corridor, the empowering corridor that we're able to do with everyone that comes. Everybody has a story, um, and my job is to be able to hear it and it's wow. and then capture it. Um, sometimes I forget I'm an artist. People are like, oh, I love your art. I'm like, that's right, I'm an artist. It's <laughs> empowering. And, I mean, me and Vienna are both Māori women. We're both under 30, and we, and we own our own business. And... Um, I like that because it's breaking down stereotypes and it's it's we're showing other Māori girls, especially rangatahi, that, man, you can do You can do anything. You can do it um, as a Māori and doing Māori stuff. Yeah, as a Māori artist. Any future plans of an exhibition? Yeah, well, you know, it's so funny. Other people have mentioned it to us. I just met a really um, awesome tamoko artist called Gordon Toy who runs House of Natives, and he... He threw that idea out there. Man, have you guys ever thought about it? And to be honest, we're so busy taking photos, we had it. Um, but, yeah, you know what? We, I definitely think um, an exhibition is on the cards, and probably sooner than later. Um, with every portrait we've taken, there's stories to the people, and I think that if I'm able to gain permission, which I probably would be able to do, to be able to share those images with the stories um, would be a really empowering way to show showcase us as Māori to the world. Um, and yeah, so definitely some um, upcoming exhibition plans, hopefully, and just to continue sharing our culture um, globally. We're going to go to Abu Dhabi and also London um, around the time of the World Cup. So, oh, amazing! Um, I, I figure that the All Blacks use our haka in a way to, um, you know, they use our culture by doing the haka. And I thought, well, let's go and make sure that the that our culture is portrayed there um, a bit fuller. Um, and yeah, and so I'm excited to go and kind of um, show the fans of the All Blacks um, what it really is to be a Māori and, and, and some of the exciting things that us as Māori are doing. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's exciting. World domination. No, <laughs> just... So, how did you find that? Um, that was awesome. That was like a really great experience for me. I've come a long way to get this done. I've supported these girls for a long time, so it was really, really cool experience to go through with these guys. Yep. 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 And so the whole, um, you know, from start to end, um, you felt comfortable. You're in their fuddy. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, having these girls do it in their fuddy is quite comfortable for 
when you sort of, even perhaps people who don't know too much about the culture as well, um, they make it very comfortable coming into their home and sort of just having everything going on around you here and, you know, they're both lovely. So, yeah. 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 And so you took a little um, after picture on your iPhone and yeah. no doubt you'll have a look at it tonight. Yeah, and... put it on yeah. social media and stuff. <laughs> I think everyone does. Oh, really? So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you get the, you know, what, what made you kind of want to do this type of picture? What attracted you um, to what... I've always been very, very proud of my culture and I think now, because I've been working overseas for so long, I identify with it almost a thousand more percent than I did before. Um, and when I first saw them start out doing this, I thought it was such a unique idea and I thought a really great experience because so many of us Māori from New Zealand have obviously, you know, a mixture of cultures and I really liked how they blended their colonialism as well. So yeah, I thought it was just a really good idea, really unique to them. It's amazing how it kind of becomes their may after what twenty and you minutes. Know what? And the beauty is, unless unless you do kapahaka in this day, we don't all of not all of us get the opportunity to view what we as a Maori look like wearing that. So we're able through doing these portraits, we're able to give I suppose every Maori that might not be in Oropu, that might not be even be in Matatini, <laughs> give them the opportunity to express themselves in this manner. And I think it's empowering. I think. I think that we've never put a kiri to her on someone that has said, oh, I don't like that. Mm. Everyone has always said, wow, wow, I love this, wow, look, you know, and, and we're able to give, yeah, giving that opportunity to, to wear a kiri to her and, and walk around with pride um, in themselves. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. I encourage people to, cook, to wear yeah, it, yeah. to go and walk around and to watch. Yeah, around yeah around. definitely. Really? <laughs> Especially yeah. in Tauranga, you know. Yeah. Watch the way the world shifts around you. Yeah. When people finish doing our portraits, I encourage them to wear it for the rest of the day and to walk around because it's like a social experiment. They get to see, you get a really good grasp of how people view you. You know, mm. if, if you, um, it'd be like getting your tupuna, you know, bringing them back down and getting them to walk the streets with you. How will people approach them? How would they treat them? And you get that glimpse through your own eyes. And I, yeah. So I always encourage them, man, leave your, leave your kiritohi on. Go walk around. Go see what the world, how the world shifts once you've got that on. And it's interesting, you know, and it's either, um, I mean, some people have had good experiences and some not, but the whole, the experience itself is what you're trying to encourage. Yeah. People get a, you get a kind of a, a bit of grasp on it, eh? Yeah. On your culture. And perhaps that could be a reaction to the when the portrait comes out. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Your first reaction, yeah. yeah.